happy new year, all of you embodied experience listeners. This is Lauren and Sylvie coming to you with a new podcast for the new year. And Sylvie and I have been talking a lot about things that we have been going through. And so this topic really comes from our hearts, really comes from a space that we have been struggling and working with. And so we're going to be a little bit vulnerable today and uh, really pour our hearts out. And uh, today's topic is really about obsessive thoughts. It's about not letting go of these little things that, well, we obsess about. Uh, For me, I was reaching out to Sylvie after the holidays and talking about uh, my stomach and how I've just been obsessing over this little role that I just can't get over. I can't get past. I'm super active. I'm super conscious about my diet. I have had three kids and I don't know, maybe I should be giving myself some more grace. I'm sure that's what Sylvie says to me all the time. Um, But we've both really come into alignment of understanding that obviously obsessive thoughts don't help us. Obviously they're not good for us, yet we still do them. So what things can we use? What tools do we have to leverage to help ourselves not be in this space, to not allow ourselves to become obsessive and to overthink things? So I know I just shared a little bit about uh, what I've been obsessing about over the last few weeks and I'll definitely get into how I've been overcoming that, but I really wanted to pass it over to Sylvie real quick to see how she's thinking about this topic and have her welcome us from the new year as well. Sylvie, over to you. Hey, Lauren, and happy new year, everyone. I'm super excited to be back here with you and to pick up this conversation about obsessive thinking and where it comes from and how we deal with it and how it can affect us and I think it's a great topic. You know, we talked about a lot of really positive things in 2020, um, such as how we can use movement to connect into our bodies, meditation and breathing for mindfulness, uh, recognizing our inner critic, saying our best yes, um, all of these really awesome things. And in taking it a step further, I think obsessive thinking is a natural part of us undoing everything we've learned from when we were younger and undoing the negative things, I should say, or or perhaps self-limiting beliefs. Um, you know, along the way in our journeys, we sometimes encounter experiences that may think that may lead us to believe that we're not worthy enough maybe we're not lovable maybe we don't deserve certain things maybe we're not adequate or competent in certain areas of our life and those beliefs get stuck into our system and kind of come up periodically when faced with new challenges and um I want to first say that I think it's normal for any and all of us to have these self-limiting beliefs and what we do with them is the important thing. So I read this really cool quote the other day and it said, um, oh, what did it say? It said, the opposite of negativity is not positivity, it's non-judgment. So these self-limiting beliefs that we tend to hold on to, I think, are usually tipping more towards that negative side. And so we work really hard to kind of switch it up and do something positive to counterbalance that. And that's great. But I think one important piece I'd like to touch upon is when we find ourselves in our minds telling us stories of these self-limiting beliefs, 
we also will start to slip into judgment, judging ourselves, judging our lives, judging our belief patterns. And that judgment can be the difference between staying in the self-limiting beliefs or working to, working to, to um, kind of rewrite them, if you will. So, you know, in, in, in the practice of non-judgment, of just continuing to recognize perhaps the cinema of stories that run in our system and acknowledging them for, for what they are and where they come from, and then choosing to actively believe differently is the practice. And um, I know for 2021, that's something I really want to commit to. I have found in the past when I've made some um, big leaps and bounds and, and progressing in my own self, in my own journey of like self-love and discovery, it's been when I've committed to not judging myself um, because I'm trying to unlearn things and relearn things. And when you're learning and you're judging yourself at the same time, it, it works against you. So, yeah, not non-judgment. And and for me, you know, judgment kind of happens as an automatic reflex of the mind at times. So it takes a lot of quietness, of stillness, of breathing, meditation, um, speaking with supportive loved ones. So I think we talked about this before, Lauren, kind of calling things out and not allowing them to fester um, and then... Uh, acknowledging them so you can choose differently. So, you know, judgment can take a really strong grip and hold. And we can run with those self-limiting or obsessive thoughts. Self-limiting beliefs, I'm sorry, and obsessive thoughts. If, if we don't take ownership that they exist, but that we're going to choose to not allow them to dictate our lives. Great point, Sylvie. I think you're so right to call out this word judgment and uh, bringing it into connection with self-limiting beliefs. Um, you know, I'm sitting here right now and I'm realizing that I forgot to attend a class um, that I had yesterday for my master's degree and I am beating myself up hard right now. <laughs> um, but hearing your message really is helping me to kind of come through that because, you know, honestly, I can't go back in time. All I can do is to reach out to the professor, which I've already done. And I need to walk away from this. I don't need to sit here and, you know, just reel over how just disappointed I am in myself and, and then really just driving home disappointment. Um, you know, looking at the reality of it, uh, you have to miss two classes to fail. So I've only missed one. Um, and, and I still don't know what the prof professor is going to say to me. I sent an email asking if I could, um, make up the class somehow. Um, I just completely spaced that yesterday was Saturday. You know, I've been working really, really hard and I ended up sleeping and napping most of yesterday. I really, I did nothing yesterday and I needed that nothing. I needed that time, that space to, to kind of, you know, just decompress, um, because I really have been working so hard. Um, and, and then I forgot something and I guess maybe that's where some of it's coming from is that, you know, it's almost like we feel like we have to constantly be on the go. And if we miss anything, 
you know, we just are so disappointed with ourselves. And I don't know, I mean, I know that you and I are both, you know, type type A, but, you know, really Enneagram uh, threes, so achievers at our core and obsessing over getting everything right, getting everything done, getting everything accomplished is is just the space that we live in. And, and it's, you know, it's probably a good thing that I missed the class and I took a day of rest because my body and my mind needed it. And I do feel so refreshed today. Um, yesterday, I was feeling really depleted. I, you know, looked at my phone a few times, but really, maybe only twice. And I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to pick up anything. I didn't want to write any messages. I didn't want to do anything. And today I wake up renewed, refreshed, ready to get after everything, you know? So it's like, we have to take taking rest super seriously, but on the other side of things, you know, we can't be obsessive and judgy if we happen to have missed something. We have to just accept that, you know, that's something that was missed. Maybe it was necessary to be missed. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not going to be the end of the world, but I'm working through that one right now for sure. Sylvia, I wonder if right now there's anything that you're kind of obsessing over or thinking about or um, having a hard time kind of getting past or or maybe because you obsess over everything, you won't give yourself the rest. Is is any of that sort of resonating or, or happening in your life right now? Thanks, Lauren, for sharing. That is an example I can definitely relate to. And it kind of boils down to this idea that when we maybe even make a mistake or things aren't going perfectly or the way we would like or predict, that's when these obsessive thoughts can start to take control. And I guess these can be negative obsessive thoughts, right? It's like, I'm I'm imagining that when you were in that situation, you know, you go into obsessive thinking of, I can't believe I did this. And, you know, trying to recoup from it was exactly right. Uh, but what's the thought lying behind that that drives that guilt? And so for myself, I think it always comes back to the fact that I have this really harsh inner critic. And I know we all have one. Mine seems to be super judgmental and really unforgiving at times. Um, and so obsessive thoughts like that revolve around worthiness or doing something right or doing something wrong. These are thoughts that I definitely struggle with on a regular basis. Um, and I come to the light time and time again through the things we've spoken about, yoga, meditation, movement, connection, community. Um, all of those things help to uplift me time and time and time again. And that's why they're so valuable in my life. Um, but the obsessive thinking is like that magnetizing pull of that inner critic and judge that even when you think you're just you know you kind of quote unquote broke through it sometimes if that judge really hasn't been shut or cut off those obsessive thoughts can come back so um in in working with this I you know kind of going back to the fact of you know being aware of it trying not to judge it I've started to work in addressing obsessive thoughts with the mantra and that mantra might change from day to day and mantra being a positive affirmation that you repeat to yourself to kind of combat or um, yeah, battle against and maybe battle is a violent word, but um, sort of switch the energy of these obsessive thoughts, right? So 
One that came to me recently is I am in control. Meaning, um, as these thoughts come in, it's like, no, I'm in control. I can choose to entertain this thought and believe it based on nothing other than my brain's natural kind of operation mode. Or I can choose to challenge that thought. I can choose to not give it any attention to say, okay, you're there. Don't judge it. Don't, don't do anything other than acknowledge its presence and keep going. And that's the work. Um, so I, I don't want those continual obsessive thoughts to have as much time playing as I go into 2021 is, is kind of probably the recurring theme through many years, but definitely one that goes back to this idea of aligning yourself with what you want. And so making a checklist of what it is you want to think, what it is you tend to obsessively think about, and finding a way to work around it or or work through it, I should say. So like, for instance, when you, um, you know, said you emailed the professor, you did everything you could do. And then at that point, you know, it's out of your control. It's out of your hands. And you're just reminding yourself, I'm okay. I was tired. It's okay. And, and reaffirming that you're not a bad person or whatever the case may be. And you keep going. Um, and I, for those listening, I know it seems like probably the major recurring root of the onion for myself is that negative self-worth or, um, yeah, that negative self-worth and, uh, how it manifests in so many different areas of life. And I used to try to really kind of hide that. And I think in hiding it, those obsessive thoughts grew stronger within myself because I believed them. And so Lauren, like, you know, us starting this podcast and sharing, you know, it takes a lot of courage for me to kind of outwardly share this with the world. But I know that once we call our obsessive thoughts out, it's uncomfortable as hell in the beginning and they don't just go away. But in doing so, they become less and less strong and they become kind of less alluring. Like they don't, hook you as quickly so yeah I guess obsessive thoughts are are those that I kind of struggle with but I'm working against this is so true I feel like our obsessive thoughts are really our enemies I mean I really loved what you said about battling this notion or idea or thought process of I'm not worthy. And you know, I've been sharing a lot today on uh, some of my calls and really my 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 plan or my I guess the the crux of my business plan for what I do with network marketing is really about belief and that's what I was sharing in our business call today was about belief. And honestly, these obsessive thoughts wouldn't have a place in our lives. I don't think that they would take so much root or hold on us if we decided to have more belief in ourselves. And and so really, that's what I've been endeavoring to do as of late is to truly hone in on my belief of myself, my belief that I am worthy, that I am capable, that I am deserving, you know, because really when I step back and I think, okay, am I deserving? Well, yeah. Am I worthy? Well, yeah. So then why would I ever allow anything to tell me otherwise? If I truly believe those things, then I have this belief in myself that shouldn't 
ever be questioned. But basically, when we become obsessive about something that we're like, oh gosh, you know, did I do this or I didn't do that or did I let something down or oh gosh, this, this in my, on my body or that on my, you know, uh, resume or, or this with that relationship. I mean, when we, when we quibble over these little things, we forget to ask ourselves, yeah, but are we deserving? Are we worthy? And and when I ask those questions, I really have to take a step back and recognize what it is that I'm cheating myself out of. I'm cheating myself out of the opportunity to continually have belief in myself, to push forward and take action, to be able to be and create this environment that allows me to grow and be bigger and better and more than I ever have before. But obsessive thoughts want to strangle us really they want to strangle the life out of it. they want to pull us backwards and really we can't afford to allow those things to to take one inch and so i think some just real tangible tools at least that i found in in the recent the here and the now is to to stop myself when i notice i mean okay so first you have to recognize and notice the obsessive thoughts and then you have to stop yourself and go yeah but am i worthy and am i deserving and if we know the answer to those questions, with the answer to those questions are always yes. Yes, I'm deserving. Yes, I'm worthy. Yes, I'm capable. Well, then, of course, I believe in myself. So then if I believe in myself, why the heck am I obsessing over this? Of course, we're going to have our tough moments. I think really it's not about never having the obsessive moments again. It's not about finding and achieving perfection because we're human and, and we're going to fall and we're going to stumble. But I think it's recognizing and like so many other talks that we've had it's recognizing and having the tools to not stay in that space for too long I mean really if I have an obsessive thought my goal would be to only be in that space for like a couple of minutes I mean maybe one day I'll endeavor to only be in that space for like a couple of seconds um, because really it just has no space it just slows down the progress and the opportunities that are right in front of me and I don't want to miss a thing because this life is just entirely too short so maybe today, what's your goal? Are, are you going to ask yourself, recognize these questions or recognize these feelings and ask yourself these questions? Am I deserving? Am I worthy? Are you going to allow yourself or decide on a time at which you're willing to allow yourself to be obsessive? Again, I hope to only endeavor to have a few minutes of that and then move on because it's just not worth it. Sylvie, this has been such a wonderful conversation, um, really moving into the new year, really understanding how to take action and, you know, not let these self-limiting beliefs, these obsessive thoughts take control. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation or that uh, anything I said that maybe evoked some thoughts for you? Yeah, it's just stop believing your fears. Recognize that a lot of these obsessive thoughts originate in a fear-based mode and as we get better at identifying what our root fears are for instance feeling worthy feeling deserving feeling valuable and the fear that we're not um which i've decided is like somehow this inherent human quality that we all just kind of sign up for when we come into this world is like we're going to choose to defy this idea or notion that we're not good enough. And we're going to prove that we deserve to be here. And so I think it's not even so much feeling like you have to prove something because I think that can lead to a lot of pressure. But just starting to 
really believe in a deep sense of yourself that like you are okay you are fine you are lovable you will make mistakes and you will overcome them and having that sort of self-talk i think if you can become obsessive with that self-talk versus the negative self-talk so much more can come forth and the negative self-talk you know studies show that it's just the mind is kind of programmed to think negatively it's easier. Um, fear is the. I think a lot of these obsessive thoughts come from come from inner fears, and I think fear is very alluring and easy to believe. Um, it's it kind of can overwhelm you if you allow it. So recognizing that, trusting that fear is there to distract. And like you said, Lauren, so beautifully, the quicker you're able to kind of recognize it and choose otherwise, the easier it's going to get over time. And, you know, being kind and graceful to yourself as 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 you do this, because it's normal to have these obsessive thoughts. It's just choosing to not spend so much time entertaining them, because when you do so, it does feel like we waste time. We get further away from our goals, which then kind of almost validates and reconfirms the fear-based or obsessive thoughts and then you get stuck in a cycle and it, that's what it is it becomes a cycle and choosing to step off the hamster wheel each time will slow down that momentum so um yeah that's my goal for 2021 is to swat away these negative thought patterns a little bit quicker and a little bit more swiftly and become a little bit more obsessed with really feeling and honoring and recognizing that we all have these little inner critics and judge judges. And if I can become best friends with mine, then maybe it won't be so powerful. Best friends in an equal partnership that is not best friends. And yep, you're right all the time. Um, but just being like, yeah, I see you. I hear you. I don't believe you and that's okay so hopefully that resonates with those who are listening and thank you lauren for this awesome conversation and um as always always learning something thank you another phenomenal conversation i am so proud of us for really tackling a difficult subject um as we enter 2021 I mean, obsessive thoughts are always going to be there, but it's really understanding how we can address them, how we cannot let them rule our lives, how we can recognize that they're normal, but they don't have control over us. And what is it that we can do to make sure that they don't have control? Make sure that they're only there for a blip of time and we can continue to take action on our lives and push forward. Sylvia, as always, I am so proud of you and I for just being transparent and sharing. I am so excited to hear what others think about this next conversation that we're having, um, or I guess this current conversation that we just had. Um, and, and I can't wait to continue having these tough and very transparent, vulnerable conversations. So from us here at Embodied Experience, Lauren and Sylvie, thank you so much for tuning in and we will chat next time. Thank you.